church worship is an act of war against the enemy of our hearts so when we're worshiping God we're going to war and he's fighting on our behalf it's a beautiful thing true worship has less to do with offering sacrifices than being a sacrifice ourself who's ready to be a sacrifice this morning amen Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Let's worship him this morning. Let's praise his name. We're going to open the altars. We're going to worship him and praise him. Come and bring your offering. Come and give your gift this morning if you'd like. As we worship and praise his name. morning right now just go ahead and do it come to the altar of Christ lay your burden before him you know it's an amazing thing to be able to receive God's word with a good heart amen with a clean heart with a heart that's open not tainted not bitter not upset you say Jesus I need to give this to you right now I'm kind of kinked I'm kind of upset I, I need to I'm kind of hurt I'm broke you love your love, your love. When the path darkens around. When the path darkens around me, I press on without fear of what's ahead. Because I can hear your steps beside me. And I know you're closer than my very breath. You call. You call me to the deep end. I can barely swim. But if that's where you want me, God, I'm diving in. I'm letting go of safety, clinging to your hand. I trust you completely. Take me further in to your love, your love, your love, your love. 
or a leader to come pray for someone who's in need for someone who was vulnerable in a moment in their life who came and walked down in front of everyone because they're desperate for Jesus and for you to be able to come down and lay your hand and to pray to encourage to love because this place is a place of love this place it's a place of peace. This place can be a place of comfort. This place can be a place of restoration. This place can be a place of hope. This place can be a place of change. This place can be a place of fill in the blank. It could be anything you want it to be, anything you need it to be. It's a safe place. This is a hospital. And I appreciate our church family. When someone comes down, they don't need a title. You don't need a plaque. You can come down and pray for someone who's in need of Jesus. And it encourages me because there are people who I've seen, like myself, who have been swimming in the kiddie pool but God has called me to deeper waters. <laughs> and it saddens me, there are people who will always stay in the kiddie pool, you know? And that's between them and the Lord, but you ever seen a grown man in a kiddie pool with the kids? One, you're kind of like, security? Oh, okay, that's a father, okay. Okay, just want to make sure. God has called us to deeper waters this morning. We're going to sing out the chorus one more time. It's never too late to come to the altar, to lay a hold of Jesus. Amen.
get a hold of him. that place he's calling you to the deep end is it a place of forgiveness maybe you're here this morning and say pastor I need to forgive but I just can't it's too deep for me it's too deep I can't swim and I, I don't want to go that's too deep God's calling you you need to forgive maybe this morning it's you need to you need to start speaking words of life you're always speaking words of doubt always speaking words of of, of everything that comes out of your mouth is always just negative talk. You don't even know it. Someone can tell you, hey, you're toxic. And like, what are you talking about? You can't even see it. Maybe God's trying to call you to another, a deeper place. You've been swimming in talk. You've been swimming in shallow water this morning. Come swim in the deep. May he take your hand. It's uncomfortable. Wherever that place is, whatever that, whatever it is, watching online this morning you're sitting at home you're with us this morning in spirit go to the deep waters this morning right now let down your pride come to Jesus of church fill in the blank. This is a place of love. Thank you. This is a place of peace. This is a place of encouragement. Encouragement. Thank you. And this is a place of forgiveness. Grace. This is a place of grace. This is a place to forgive. This is a place of redemption. It's a place of celebrate. Who's ready to celebrate? Amen. I'm ready to celebrate Jesus this morning. On so many levels, so many reasons. We'd be here all day if I told you. You'd be bored out of your mind. You'd be going to sleep. But that's why I'm just going to cut to the chase. Saturday was silent. Surely it was through, but when has impossible ever stopped Jesus? Amen.
Hallelujah. Este rodillo que lleva los huesos, la oración que levanta los muertos, te la chumbo hoy voy a salir, voy a vivir, a vivir otra vez. Este servido que viva los huesos, este servido que viva los huesos, la oración que levanta los muertos, de la tumba hoy voy a salir, voy a vivir, a vivir otra vez, este servido que viva los huesos. Saturday was silent, surely it was through. Since when has impossible ever styled you? Yeah. Friday. Friday's disappointment is Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever styled you?
My pull is my pull's a little smaller. Yeah, I'll come to your place. Yours is a little bigger. Hallelujah. But pulls aside and grass and all that. I mean, you know, the beauty of it being in Jesus' presence. Amen. Hallelujah. You call me to the deep end. I can barely swim. If that's where you want me. God, I'm letting go of safety, into your hand. I trust you completely. Take me Worshiping him with the path. Call me to the deep end. 
Señor, para con nosotros que nos has dado el privilegio de llamarnos hijos tuyos, Señor. Queremos ir de tu mano, Señor, tomados de tu mano, ir seguros, Señor, donde tú nos dirijas. Queremos escuchar tu voz, queremos que nuestros oídos, Señor, estén atentos a tu voz, Señor. 
que no haya una voz que nos engañe, que nos traicione, porque la voz tuya siempre es voz de esperanza, voz de alegría, Señor, porque tu palabra siempre es viva. Señor, guíanos, guíanos en tus caminos, abre nuestra mente espiritual, nuestro corazón para escuchar tu voz, Señor. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Father God Almighty, as we sing this song, you spoke to us about where we're to dive in deep. Father, I pray that we dive in deep. Even if we feel like we cannot swim, that we know that your love surrounds us, that your love envelops us, that your love is in the midst of that, Father God. Father, I pray that you move in this time right now, that you speak through our pastor, that your Holy Spirit would touch our lives, Father God, and that we would leave here knowing that we have spent time in the presence of our Lord God and Savior. In the very strong name of Jesus, I pray. Hello. Can y'all hear me? <clears throat> Shout to the heavens. I need a microphone this morning. Normally I can do that, but it's been a long week, long weekend. My voice has uh, gone out. And uh, so I uh, want to read in Mark chapter 16, verse 20. Mark 16, verse 20. Let's read in chorus here. In chorus, let's read together, church, if we can. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word. What's that right there? Confirming the word. Say that again. Confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Appreciate you. You may be seated this morning. Yes, amen. Thank you. You know, sometimes things don't always go as planned. But, you know, life's too short sometimes to get all uptight. You know what I mean? 
Um, you ever know somebody, just one little thing could just throw them off. Their whole day is just ruined. Everything is just, it's just done. One little thing set them off, you know? Um, something you never hear in church. Hey, it's my turn to sit in the front pew. <laughs> this one saddens me right here. Something you never hear in church. Personally, I find witnessing much more enjoyable than golf. Something you never hear in church. I want to volunteer to be the permanent teacher for the junior high Sunday school class volunteer. Something you never hear in church. I love it when we sing hymns that I've never heard before. Something that you never hear in church. Since we're all here early. Let's start worship early. Um, something you never hear in church. Pastor, we'd like to send you to a Bible seminary in the Bahamas. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome, this is fall preparation part four. Uh, who's ready for fall, y'all? Huh? Fall time is here, I'm so excited. I, I just, I love the fall season. Uh, I am going to miss uh, the flowers that we have in our little uh, area there. They're so beautiful. Um, and, and our uh, zucchini that we're growing. I mean, God is doing tremendous things. I'm hoping by next year we have a full-on garden, okay, and we can supply food for our family, our church family. And, uh, I'm so excited for that. Um, as I go into the, the sermon here, I want to start off with the number one question pastors get asked right here is, how do I hear from God? How do I hear from God? And I've been asked this question, but it's said a little differently. And the number two question is, how do I know it's God? How do I know God is speaking to me? Um, those are good, good questions because it, it might be my own thoughts. Um, you know, you, I hear people all the time say, God, God's speaking to me. He's quickening me. He's, and that's a good thing. But how do we know it's him? How do we know we didn't have too much pizza last night? You know, is that the reason why I want to open up a Little Caesars, a franchise? You know, is it, was the pizza that good? Or I just said, you know, we, honey, we're going to open up a franchise, Little Caesars. I mean, I don't know. How do I know this is not the devil deceiving me? How do I know this is God? So I want to take it a step further. This is the last one. I want to take it a step further. It's okay to ask God, is this you? Is this you, God? It's okay to ask God. It's actually in the scripture. So again, Mark 16, 20. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through signs. Matthew 18, 16. But if he will not hear, this is Jesus speaking, take with you one or two more. That by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So that's Jesus quoting an Old Testament scripture. And the Apostle Paul also quotes this scripture, 2 Corinthians 13.1. He says, this will be the third time I'm coming to you by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word shall be, what's that word? Established. 
So it's a principle. It's normal for God to confirm his word. And so I want to go to a story. I want to go to a, a scripture in Judges, and I would encourage you to read this story on your own time. Normally, I don't encourage people to read the book of Judges, but today I will, okay? Um, and if you're wondering why, when you get into it, you'll know. This, but this story that I'm going to pick apart right here is awesome all by itself. I love this story about Gideon. Somebody say Gideon. Gideon. Um, I want to pick this story apart because something catches my attention in this story about a man named Gideon. Gideon asked God to confirm his word, and God's response shocks me. Um, in a good way. Judges chapter 6, verse 16, right here, it says, And the Lord said to him, and the Lord said to Janet, and the Lord said to Tom, and the Lord said to Matt, and the Lord said to Neil, and the Lord said to Ken, and the Lord said to fill in the blank, and the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Then he said, then you said, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. I want to read verse 17 again. Then he said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight, we say, help me out, church. I was hoping together. It's okay. I mean, show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Wow, what an amazing verse. Show me a sign that I'm really hearing you, God. Verse 18 says, do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you. This is you talking to God. This is him talking to God. Don't depart until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And God said, God said, I will wait until you come back. Wow. That is amazing. This, this is what blows me away. This is God, the creator of the universe, the creator of the heavens. He wants a human to do something and says, you, I need you to do this. And the human tells God, Show me it's really you talking. And God says to the human, okay, I'll wait. That's amazing. Our God is so gracious and loving, merciful. You ever have to tell your kids, hey, I want you to do this for me. Imagine if your kid said, well, I want to make sure you're, it's really you. Whoa, hold on. But at the same time, you got to appreciate Gideon's heart because he wants to make sure that he's hearing the Lord. You ever met somebody who says, the Lord told me to do this, and they do it, and then you see, like, it wasn't the Lord's will? Whoa. Are you sure about this? Are you sure? He says, Lord, I want to make sure this is you. So Gideon prepares an offering 
And back then, it wasn't, it wasn't this easy. You don't just come to the plate and just put a little offering, put in the back or online. No, you had to sacrifice an animal. You had to grab that goat or that, that lamb, whatever that was, that little pigeon. Poor little pigeon, by the way. The dove, whatever it was, and you had a, there was, there was a process. And God says, I'll wait. I'll wait. And then what's amazing is he, he does this, and, and, and if you read the story, Jesus himself takes the staff and he puts it on the offering, and the offering goes up in smoke. Talk about a sign, huh? Can you imagine if you take an animal, you say, God, show me a sign, and you place your offering right here, and all of a sudden, it's up in smoke. Can you imagine? That's a sign. That would be a sign enough for me. For Gideon, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for Gideon. He says, ask, he says, I want another sign. So Judges chapter 6, verse 36, so Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, verse 37, look, I shall put a fleece of wood on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand. As you have said, verse 38, and it was so when he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. That's incredible. Let me see, Arabella, can I see that? Is that a, oh no, you don't have a, we're trying to see, does anybody have an extra sweater or jacket I can, I can borrow real quick? Thank you, sister. Let's see here. Can we give this young lady a hand right here? Look at this right here. She's, now I, I'm a little worried though because this, this might be wet. <laughs> Never mind, okay. So he says, Lord, if, it's, uh, if this is you, I want you to, I want this thing to be soaked with water but everything else around it dry. I want to make sure I'm hearing you, Lord. I want to make sure you tell me to go. You want me to go. There's a battle going on. You, I want to make sure I'm hearing you. So he wakes up the next day. He grabs the sweater. He rings it out. Water comes out. Talk about a sign. Would you be convinced? I'd be convinced. I'd be convinced. Not Gideon. He's still not convinced. Not Gideon. Verse 39, then Gideon said to God, do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. I love his heart. He's, he's saying, it's not like he has this attitude like, nah, I don't want to do. No, he said, Lord, I want to make sure this is you. Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it be now be dry only on the fleece. Let it be dry but on all the ground, let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew all around the ground. Thank you, Bella. Appreciate that. So, he knows now he's hearing from God. So Gideon takes that next step. Says, okay, we're going to do this. He calls for war. He says, okay, it's time to start lining up. And 32,000 men show up. 
Can you imagine that day? Gideon's like, yep, that was God. I called for war. I honestly thought only 10,000 were going to be here. 32,000 people came. Men came. 32,000. And God says, well, Gideon, that's too many. You're going to take all the glory. Nope. This is what I want you to do, Gideon. I want you to make sure. I want you to go down. I want you to tell everybody, if you're scared, if you're afraid, they can go back. Okay? Now, I've been in work crews where there's just a bunch of guys, and anytime the boss says, hey, if anybody doesn't, can't, can't handle this, go ahead and go home. But if you want the overtime, you want to go into the, you want to go, you, we're going to go deep. Okay? We're going to go deep. We're going to the mine. We're going to go deep. All the guys are like, yeah, step, I'm, count me in, boss. I'm here. So Gideon, you got a picture of this. Gideon's going, okay. All right, I'll ask him. If anyone here is scared, you guys can go back. 22,000 said, we're out of here. Oh, jeez. Can you imagine? Gideon's like, oh, man. 22,000 left. You got to think about that. I mean, how awkward would that have been, you know? Like, you scared? Well, I'm not really scared. I just, I got better things to do, you know? And as the 22,000 are leaving... They're looking over there saying, hey, guys, we'll pray for you. We'll be praying for you. We love you. God bless. And God says, ah, 10,000, this is still too many. It's too many. Gideon, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go down to the river, and I want you to watch when the guys drink the water, and whoever laps water like a dog. You set them aside. Some of you know the story already. And so Gideon's thinking to himself, this is amazing. We're going to get rid of the crazy people. <laughs> Can you, you know, you ever see a dog lap water? You know, lapping water. That's, you know. So they go down, and he sees 300 men lapping water like a dog. And he says, okay, you, yeah. Guys, come over here. <laughs> We're going to set you aside. And he has 9,700 right here. And God says, no, Gideon, that's your army. Wait, what? <laughs> you, you're the the 9,700, right? Look, no, the ones who are lapping, the crazy ones, the ones you didn't want, the, one, the ones who to man's eyes isn't going to happen. Because at the end of the day, Gideon, I want the glory. And this encourages me because there are times in my life I said, how is this possible? How is this going to happen? How are we going to get through this? What do we do here? You know, there's all these things. There's no way. And God says, this is what I want. But this is, that doesn't make sense, Lord. God says, I want the 300. Tell the 97 to go home. Wow. Well, can anyone guess what Gideon said? God, can you show me a sign? <laughs> show me a sign. God said, okay, Gideon. This is how gracious, how loving our Lord is. I mean, he's just amazing. He said, okay, I want you to go down. I want you to sneak down to where the meeting nights are at. I want you to go down there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, gonna, I've prepared something for you. And this is an amazing thing where you can have that relationship with God where you can talk with him, and he can talk to you. So 
Gideon's talking with God, and he says, I want you to go down. I prepare something for you. So he sneaks down there, and, you know, you got a picture. There's a bonfire, and maybe it's late at night, you know, and, and the army is talking, and Gideon's he's listening. And one of the soldiers on the opposite side said, guys, I had a dream. I had a dream. There was a loaf of bread. And this loaf of bread came tumbling down the hill. And it hit my tent. And my tent fell over. And then it knocked down all the other tents. And another soldier said, that's Gideon. God's on his side. We're all going to die. Gideon was encouraged. He fought the battle. And he won. That's a beautiful thing. All I'm trying to say, it's okay. You asking God for a sign. Saying, God... I was talking to our guest speaker yesterday, and it was an amazing thing. As she was saying, you know, God confirmed things in her life before she made a decision, before she, before she made a change, before she took this job, before she did something. She always made sure, God, am I hearing you? Confirmation. Some people, they'll hear the Lord, but sometimes it's not the Lord. And they just jump the gun. They just say, you know, this is... And they go off emotion, and I've, I've, I'll be the first one on the line. To, I've gone off emotion. But it's okay to ask, God, is it you? And it's not like we're saying, God, I don't think this is you. No, we're saying, God, I'm asking because I know me. I can be. I'm not perfect. I want to know, is this really you? Can you show me a sign that I'm really hearing you? That you really want me to homeschool my kids? That you really want me to take this next step? Can you show me a sign? Can you show me a sign that I'm not going against your will? Can you show me a sign? So there are three confirmations for hearing God. Just a recap. And I don't want you to forget this. Put this in your memory. Here are three right here. Very simple, very easy. His word, his wisdom, and his ways. This is three ways God can confirm his voice. His word, which is his written word, the Bible. His wisdom, that's his counsel. And his ways, that's the character of God. Well, the Lord wants me to say this to this person. Well, are you sure about that? Have you read his word? Have you sought counsel? And is it part of God's character to do this? Three simple ways. Talking, communicating, and hearing from God is available to us. But do we know how to? It sounds pretty simple. Do we know how to? You ever know somebody who's not good with technology? I think, didn't we say silence your phones earlier? 
someone's still not good with technology, even by Sally's in their phone. Um, there are people, including myself, who aren't the best with technology. Um, that's why I thank God for Luke. Can somebody say amen? amen. He knows tech, you know, he got, but I've, I've known people who are so bad with technology, they don't even know how to turn the computer on. And then they get upset and angry, but you'll show them and they're getting frustrated, they're getting mad. You hear you're trying to help them and they're just, they're just getting irritated. Oh, forget it. It's like, whoa, dude, cool, calm down. I'm trying to help you here. And they say, ah, just forget about it. I just technology, you know. It's crazy to me because I've known older people who are better with technology than younger people. Matter of fact, it's the older people who designed. <laughs> so this whole thing with I'm just old and you can't teach an old dog new tricks, baloney. Christian cuss word, balagna. That's the Greek. So I remember telling someone, well, you got to grab the mouse. The mouse? What mouse? This was years ago. Remember when you go to Best Buy and get that Dale? Looks like a tank, you know? <laughs> take the, actually, take the mouse, and, he, and, and he's moving it on the computer screen. What are you doing? Is, all you got to do is move right here, you know? It's one thing to have technology to have the ability to use laptops, computers. People have this available to them, but technology does them no good if they don't know how to use it. Having it available is not enough. Can somebody say amen? You gotta know how to use it. There's a story about a captain who was taking some people, some, it was, called, it was like a coyote, taking people to, to safety. Uh, it was illegal. And as he's going, coming to the United States, he gets sick, and so he's there, and these people are running for their lives, and so they get on the boat, and he's trying to teach them and show them how to use this system. If the boat goes down or if you need to call for help, but they were too excited, they, were too, they weren't paying attention, and he had very little time, and he's trying to explain to them, and they didn't think they would need to use it, and then they get out to sea, and the new captain of this wasn't paying attention, doesn't know, and all of a sudden... The boat is out there for days, for weeks, and everyone perishes. All because he did not know how to use what was available to him. Listen, more than ever before, As I close out this series, I'm trying to show you the importance of not just having God's word available to you, not just having the Bible in your vehicle, not just having the Bible in your home, sitting on the mantle looking pretty, not just having it there. Listen to me, more than ever before, this generation is becoming more godless. And we have to do what the Bible says, what the psalm says. We need to hide the word of God in our hearts. It's not enough for me just to have it at the house, to have an, an app on my phone, a reminder to read a scripture for the day. It's not enough for me. A few weeks ago, I talked about the importance of setting time aside to be with God. What, 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 what do you value? Because whatever you value, you will set time for. You will set time aside for. You will make time 
So number one was we, we set up an appointment. Number two was be still and worship. Number three was pray and read. Number four was listen and write. Number five was priority. Number six, it's in you because we're sheep. Can somebody say amen? You learn. Number eight was you mature. And as we're going into life group this week, and those who are doing the pastor's study, my prayer and my hope is that, hey, we, we, we have incorporated this into our lifestyle. And three easy points to know if you're hearing from God correctly. When it's in his word, the decision you're making is based off his wisdom, and you're following his ways. And his way is not always easy. I said his way is not always easy. Some people think, well, this must be God because it just looks so perfect. Or vice versa. It's horrible. It doesn't, no, it's just, do you have that relationship with him where you can talk with him and he can talk with you? And where you just don't just jump to conclusions. You say, Lord, am I, am I really hearing you? Show me a sign. His word, his wisdom, his ways. His word, his wisdom, his ways. When was the last time you heard from God? I'm going to ask again, when, when is the last time you heard from God? Praise God. And when's the last time you asked God, Lord, confirm this? And when's the last time you heard, you confirmed, and then you obeyed? Let's pray. I asked myself, and I wrote it down, when is the last time you prayed and talked to God, not just saying repetition prayer, words, little prayers, because you have to pray every day. But when was the last time you really spoke to God, believing and knowing that you were talking to the creator of the universe, and you believed and you knew he was listening to you. So I'm going to ask you the same question. When was the last time you prayed and talked to God, not just saying repetitious words, but when was the last time you really spoke to God, believing and knowing Believing and knowing that you're talking to the creator of the universe and you believed and knew he was listening to you. Church, he's listening. He's listening. He's here this morning. He wants to, he wants to meet your need.
He wants you to fall deeper in love with him. He is so in love with you. He's in love with your family. He's in love with your children. He loves you more than you love yourself. He loves your kids more than you love them. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to. I can't imagine getting to heaven and not knowing God's voice or knowing who he is because I have no relationship with him. You gotta wonder if people who don't have a relationship, I mean, obviously, I want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter in. Enter in. Not perfect servant. <laughs> well done, good and faithful servant. You're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. He's not living in my life. He's not in my heart. If I was to die today, I would not spend eternity in heaven. I would not be with him. There's sin in my heart. There's sin in my life. That's you this morning. No one's looking around. It's between you and the Lord. So pray for me. Pray for me. Pray with me. God's looking for an honest heart. God's looking for someone who just says, Lord, I, I want to serve you. I'm, I want to surrender to you. He calls you to the deep end. Like the song says, when, even when you can barely swim. He's calling you to the deep end right now. It's a place, like our brother said, you could be forgiven. It's a place of forgiveness. You hear this morning, you say, Pastor, pray for me. I draw these out sometimes because for me, this is the most important part of the service. The most important time of the service. It really just scared me. I mean, it just, it floored when somebody said, that, that was the last sermon Nettie ever heard. I'm thinking, this might be our last service today. Don't leave this place doubting. Humble yourself. Come before the Lord. You hear in this place, you say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to receive Jesus. No one's looking around. It's between you and God. You raise your hand. You raise your hand. God sees a hand. God sees a hand. Honest hearts. Anybody else? God sees a hand. Hallelujah. Praise to your name. Jesus. Anybody else? Anybody else? Honest heart. Honest heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Young man, God's been calling you for quite some time. Come here. Come here. 
young man right here. Come here. God's calling you right here. Come here. Why don't you come to the altar right here? Come to the altar. Kneel before him this morning. Worship team, can you come up and we're going to worship the Lord this morning. Church, let's stand to our feet. We're going to worship God. Come to the altar, my brother. Come to the altar. I need some prayer workers. I need some prayer workers this morning to come and pray for our brothers this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not too late to come kneel, to come kneel at the feet of Jesus. It's not too late to give him your burden. It's not too late to lay it at the feet of Jesus. It's not too late. But there will be a day when it's too late. There will be a day when we take our last breath. There will be a day when we go to sleep and we don't wake up. There will be a day it will be too late. But it's not too late. So if you want to worship with us, sing with us. If you want to sit in your chair, if you want to sit in your pew this morning, you want to reflect on the Lord's goodness, you want to pray. Or maybe you want to come to the altar and you just want to lay a hold of Jesus. I encourage you to do that. Amen. Don't live life wondering. You know, there's a, there's a different, there's a, there's, it's, there's something different. There's a different dynamic from sitting in your pew, staying there when Jesus says, hey, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree. Come here. I'm going to your house today. Hey, come follow me. But you're here this morning. You've got to ask yourself, when's the last time you actually came to the altar? You humbled yourself and you prayed. There's a difference there. Amen. Let's worship the Lord this morning. I'm going to leave that out. Go ahead. Call me to the deep end. I can barely swim. But if that's where you want me, God, I'm diving in. Letting go of safety, clinging to your hand. I trust you completely. Take me further in to your
His love, amen. <laughs> His love. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for your love this morning. We thank you for our church. We thank you for our family. I really thank you for our church family, amen. Thank you for the people you have put into my life. The people that are in this place, first service, second service, and people who are watching online who are with us in spirit, Lord, I thank you. I thank you so very much. Lord, I pray you put the period, Lord, on these this paper here. But I pray, Lord, it would stay open that we may continue this word, that we can continue what you have said, that we have spoken, that we would set appointment with you, that we would not neglect having a relationship with you, talking with you every day. We would make it a priority in our life, Lord, that we keep your word at the forefront of everything we do. The blood of Jesus over our church family. I pray blessing. I pray, I pray, I pray for uh, protection. I speak this in Jesus' name. 
you know, sickness is going to come and go. But Father, in Jesus' name, we cast out the spirit of COVID right now in Jesus' name. All those who are sick in body. Father, I pray, God, that you would just build immunity right now in Jesus' name. That their bodies, what you have given us as humans, Lord, the natural ability to build immunity to these things. I pray right now in Jesus' name that that would be in us, in each and every one of us. May we live our life in peace, not in fear. The blood of Jesus over our church family and those, God, who come into this place. May this be a safe place, spiritually and physically. And so, Lord, I pray, God, for all those who are sick in body, that you may protect them, Lord, that you may heal them, that they may recover quickly. I also want to send out a special prayer for our dear, our dear sister, Mary Teresa. I thank you for her heart and her spirit, Lord, and her willingness, God, to connect and be here even though she's miles away. Pray a special blessing over her and all those who aren't here this morning. God, send them your love. And thank you for those who are here this morning. I so appreciate. I so appreciate them. The blood of Jesus over this week. May this week be a fruitful week. Some of us are coming back from vacation. Some of us are just kind of coming in. Some of us are leaving on a vacation. Some of us are going places. Lord, I pray that this week would be a productive week, that you would be in it all, that you would be there, Lord, watching every step, that we may live our lives not for ourselves, but that our life may glorify you this week. Bring us back safely next week, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's children said, amen, amen. Church, we love you. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, just a reminder, life groups start this week. If you want to sign up for a life group, please do. Life groups this week. Amen. Share